some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Checking. Say something real quick. Something real quick. All right. Is this red spot here? Yeah. Yeah, it's like rock hard. I've got like some zit thing going on there. It like hurts like hell. But it won't pop. Maybe. Okay, don't stop it. Stop it. Man, stop wouldn't that be cool it. if I could pop it right in the air and it would just stop. Boom, yeah, like Dr. Pimple Popper or something? Yeah, stop. that would be awesome. Oh, God. Okay, go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV episode 67. This time we got it right. Uh, how are you, Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host? Uh, I'm great. That, that that didn't sound convincing. Another but, day okay. in paradise here. Right? <laughs> All in right, Johansson Manor. So, uh, I'm Jason Walker. For people that are having trouble reading that, uh, or they're listening on audio. Remember, this podcast is available as an audio podcast as well, wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think I say that enough. And please, on YouTube, like, subscribe. To this even if you don't like us please subscribe we're i think last check at 813 we are closing in on that magic number so please help us out uh and again the discord link is down below if you want to join us for the hobby hangouts on saturday nights and other times again we don't have to be there if you want to just start painting with some people go right ahead uh, we should probably warn people that it goes off the rails sometimes okay <laughs> Oh yeah, it was off the rail. <laughs> did it? Go, wait, did I tell my story? Yeah, it went off the rails this weekend. Oh, yeah, it went way last, off the rails. Went way off yeah. the rails. We told my. Uh, we'll you're, leave that you're, out. You're smashed. Gotta join the, yeah. <laughs> and the woodchuck was it a woodchuck from Cam? Uh, no. Uh, what was it? Groundhog. Groundhog. Same thing, I think. Here in the I haven't lived to beat a groundhog <laughs> with a stick in a church property or yeah, something. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> We have, as a guest this episode, we have Joe Hudson. And we just finished that interview, and I really, really liked it. It went really well. We're going to have Joe back on another time. It went really... It, we yeah, spent, we what, another, another like, hour. With, I know. We, we stopped recording and kept talking for another almost 40 minutes. So really cool. Hang out for a little bit. It's coming up here shortly. And there's some great... I think probably our best hobby tip episode, like painting tips that we've mm -hmm. done in a while and I check it out. There's some cool stuff. We'll talk more about it afterwards, but uh, Scott, what's new? Anything? No. <laughs> okay. No, I, I We're it's moving been, on. uh, it's been uh, fun. It's been slow. Right. Can we say it fun? Can we say it's, it's been fun? It's been, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Let's leave it at that. It's all uh, good now. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and get our giveaways out of the way here. Uh, quick caveat, we have to record a little bit earlier than we normally do because Adepticon is this weekend, and I am going, today is Wednesday, the 22nd, and I'm going to be there tomorrow on the 23rd, and then I'm going to be there again on Saturday and Sunday, so we had to get this recorded today. So to give a couple people a, more, a little bit more chance, I'm leaving it open. So the giveaway is going to take place a couple days from right now, but you're going to see it here. Hey everybody. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do the drawing. I, we recorded a little bit earlier than we normally would. So I gave people a little bit extra time to get in on the action. Uh, thank you to hobby Mike and NY 3d creations for donating the Willy Wonka and the, I dream of genie kit. Uh, 
I went, I figured out how to put pictures in the wheel. So that looks a little cooler than normal. Uh, I'm going to hit shuffle a couple times on this and let's see what happens. And spinning. Let's see who wins. Dun, dun, dun. Rod Hickey. Congratulations, sir. Longtime contributor to the gallery. So good job, Rod Hickey. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Uh, next. Get rid of this wheel of wonder. And let's see if I can pull up the next one without a problem. All right, pulling up the I Dream of Genie wheel. And let's see how this goes. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. All right, going to hit shuffle a few times. Spinning. Makes me dizzy. I figured out how to put pictures in this one, too. And it, like, takes colors from the picture. So we have Barry Gordon. Congratulations, Barry Gordon. You get the I Dream of Genie kit. Congratulations to everyone. And again, thank you to NY3D Creations and Hobby Mike. Uh, we appreciate it, and I think our audience does too. Uh, stick around. We have the rest of the show. All right. Congratulations to our winner. I don't know who that is as of winners. right now, but winners? winners, winners of the Hobby Mike. Yep. Uh, new NY 3D Creations. Are you actually going to open the box? Well, you know, I, I saw the slideshow. Oh, jeez, this guy. John Diaz giveaway. And uh, I haven't opened the box yet. So. I have the address, but um, all right, John, I'm really sorry, but. Um, You're just putting your address up there. I don't care. Um, uh, yeah, you do. Don't put, don't put that there. Don't show it. Okay. I don't have to do this. All right. How about this? Okay. John, I'm really sorry. Your, I'm going to flip it real quick. Boom. It's in the mail. It's ready to go. Stamped today. <laughs> Your Jaeger army card is in there. I'm sorry. Scott mails things as well as he casts um, things. As I'm quickly as he casts things. But they do get things. They okay, do get them. Funny. It just. So anyway, I'm opening this box now while you're talking or blathering or whatever. I'm blathering. Yes. And um because I want to be able to show it for the giveaway. Oh yeah, there it is. Cool. All right. And hold on. There's another piece in here. Yep. There's another piece. So in wait, here. is this the NY3D stuff or is this the Diaz stuff? No, this is John Diaz. Oh, base. this is the John okay. Diaz stuff we're giving away this episode. Well, introducing yeah. this episode. Yeah, no, I, I haven't opened the 3D box either, but it, it's... Mike, you see what I deal with? <laughs> well, what do I need to open it for? We, we showed pictures. All right, we got pictures, but it's nice to see the thing. Okay. This is really nice. So for oh, this I, episode, I we are giving away what, Scott? So we are giving on away... On your end? On my end, from Resident Realities, Mr. John Diaz was kind enough to send us this... Uh, I don't know how well. Oh, it's going to come out there. That's a nice base. So this is a nice uh, tree base with some stuff and a nameplate. And I'm going to show the nameplate. Nameplate's really nice, actually, too, uh, for the Wolfman. And so this is the Wolfman base. Or take the Wolfman nameplate off and. Or, or, yeah, take, don't use the Wolfman, and you could use it for whatever. Um, different scales too, I'm sure, but this is actually really nice, nicely cast by John. Um, although it is a Wolfman base because you do have the bear trap here. See, oh. so okay. But that be being said, it could be a cocaine bear base. Oh dear God! Anyway, thank you, Resident Realities John Diaz. 
We're going to give that away. And what do we have to do to win this? Well, hold on. We got one more thing to show. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hold on. Sorry. From uh, David Horvath, one of our longtime uh, viewers. Uh, uh, he printed something. Us. It's a barbecue, right? <laughs> yeah. He printed something for us to give away. And he sent this in. And I'm being very delicate because these, these ears would break really quickly. But it's the darkness. It's darkness from Legend. And it's a great little bust. It has a base that comes with it. And kind of does. I'll just put Warnhorn in because I'm trying to be, you know me and dropping things. I'm trying to be very careful with this. Those if I drop gone. this, it's over with. Look, so, I'm out of focus. Hold on. We'll get oh, back. Yeah. back. I'm trying to be very careful with this. The ears are really fragile. But it's, I would say, like a 1-6 scale is what I'd say for this because darkness is actually pretty big. Um, thank you, David Horvath. This is going to go to a lucky winner. So in the comments, what are people going to leave, Scott? Um, for the Resident Reality bases or base, uh, Wolfman base. Let's just say, uh, how about Resident Realities? So it gets a little plug on the sure, channel. Resident Reality, Resident yeah. Realities. Yep, for the re- the Wolfman Resin Realities base. and uh, Darkness and Darkness. So yeah, for the Darkness, so Resident Realities or Darkness or both. Again, if you won. One of uh, Hobby Mike's kits. Uh, try to refrain from uh, entering this one so we can spread the love. Okay, so... Um, or unless you want to give the arms above me speech from Darkness, I'd love to hear that. God. Or the... the uh, is it Blitz? What's the goblin's name from that movie? I Like, I've seen that movie, really. You've never seen Legend? No, who cares? Blacker than the foulest witch. Give me that speech. I'd love to hear some of that. More anyway. crap. Um, Dude, Legend's a great movie. You shut your mouth. You just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth, dude. All right. So that'll be next episode. We're giving away Resin Realities or Darkness in the comments. All right. News and reviews. We are, uh, again, this kind of an abbreviated episode. Some little shorter things here going on. Uh, okay. The first thing we want to talk about, our great friend, Rob Madison, has what's going My great friend, your acquaintance, but that's okay. You hear that, Rob? Set him straight, Rob. Just set him straight. Did uh, Scott Johansson buy one of your, uh, did Scott Johansson buy one of your HP Lovecraft uh, calendars? Did he buy one of those? I don't think so. I did. I did. Has, has Jason Walker been as good to you as Scott Johansson has been over the years? How many? Uh... Ooh, look, my eyes going goony. You're getting me so upset. My eyes going goony. <laughs> How many game board game archaeology videos has Scott pressed the thumbs up button on? Uh, a few. Mm, yeah, a few. Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, what's Rob got? Rob has um, Monster Model Review. And uh, talked about our friend Tony Cipriano's three, four sculpting classes, three digital, one traditionally clay. And um, so we're hitting two friends of the show with one, with one. Right. So we have, well, I wouldn't call Tony (laughs) a friend, Um, but it's, (laughs) but anyway, um, I love Tony. He knows I love. So um, Rob, uh, did a little video and, and showed some snippets of Tony's uh, videos, uh, which are available. And I don't creatureartteacher.com, right? Yeah, creatureartteacher.com. Aaron link Blaze, down below. Yep. I believe is a friend of Tony's. Um, 
if you go to buy the newest one, it's going to say pre-order. When you order it, I think the first 24 chapters are available, and they're still editing the last four. 24 chapters, okay. But, yeah, 24... That's a lot of videos. ...chapters of Tony talking about ZBrush. Good God. And you know what? I want Tony to do a 3D printing one, okay? Because I'd I would love watch. to hear 24 episodes. And as a matter of fact, we have heard 24 episodes of Tony. You know what it would remind you ever, oh, I was just, I, I'm not even joking. I was laying in bed last night and I was flipping through stupid videos. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen this guy, but he reminds me of myself in holding things. And he reminds me of Tony 3D printing. And it's the Indian guy. Not, I think he's Indian or Pakistani, but he plays a little electricity. And he's always blowing things up in his hands and swearing. <laughs> I'll find a link and I'll put it in the... The guy cracks me up. It just, anyway. But Rob's got a new video up on his uh, Monster Model review page of Tony's classes. So if you're interested in Tony's classes, follow the link below. Please support Monster Model review and his other page, Game Archaeology, which is awesome, which I love watching. They're short, oh, yeah. they're quick, they explain video, uh, video games, board games from everywhere, all ages, new stuff, old stuff, and it just kind of walks you through each game. So it's kind of, they do it with his son Hunter. And they do some pretty cool stuff. So check them out and both check out channels. Creature Art Teacher, man. He's got a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, not just Tony's stuff, but a lot of other stuff as well. But um I I've only got through Tony's first video with polar bears and I enjoyed him. Uh, you know, it it's mm -hmm. I still haven't bought ZBrush, but I still want to. But I can't Well now you can't. Tony. Now you have to uh license it well whatever permanently a year. Uh, that's another story, Matt. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Check all that stuff out. Good cool. stuff. First kit we have is from Garage Kids US and Jesse Garcia, sculpted by who? Scott Johansson? No, not Scott Johansson. Jim Maddox. I said bye. Ooh, Wait, Scott Johansson. Jim Maddox. Uh oh. I'm gonna say Jim Maddox, and if Jesse kills me, if I'm wrong. Um, uh huh. Oh, now you know how it feels. I think it's Jim Maddox. Jim Maddox, that's my final answer. I'm not even going to phone a friend. That's my final answer, Jim Maddox. <laughs> so what do we have? So this is the bust. We know it's a bust of what? Of Millicent Patrick, who um, designed the creature from the Black Lagoon, but also other recognizable characters, with which Jesse has incorporated in the base here and i believe these are also going to be available as separate busts oh that's cool okay yeah and um it's quarter you know, scale it's pretty big it's quarter scale there's a little story there but um, save that for another day there's a quarter scale and i have to say and, and i i like them all they're all beautiful but that mr hyde bust is isn't it good nice that's dead on that's yeah. from uh avon castillo meet um dr jekyll and mr hyde and that was karloff i believe is mr hyde and, and it's beautiful yeah that's good and I, uh i'm going through the slideshow here and i'm going to talk about it because you don't have it we'll have to, we'll have to edit it in but the um the full figure kit is also done i couldn't find the and, picture and it's being printed and he's doing a quarter scale and i talked to jesse the other day and he was like oh boy 
this is a big piece. Okay, so, um, yeah, I didn't see a picture of that yet. So yeah, if you have it. it it's we'll put it be in. big, and okay. I think we have them. We'll we'll put them in here. So there's no prices on it. Don't everybody run to the phones and call Jesse or, or don't attempt to pre-order. Pre-order. Uh, there's no list. Okay, it's just this is the stage it's in. It's printed. Um by Ed Bradley, I believe. I hope that's okay to say, but Ed um printed it for him and uh did a great job. So uh yeah, it's really nice. It's it's really I nice. think as a painter looking at this, I think the most interesting thing about it that I can't wait to see what people do. You want you want to take a guess what I'm thinking of? Do tell. No, I want you to guess. Um. All right, don't worry um, about it. The drawing pad. Oh, what they put? On what are you gonna pad? put on the drawing pad? Like, you can't leave it blank. You can't. So you're gonna have to do something with that. So are people gonna put decals on there somehow? Are they gonna try and attempt I, to paint a painting on there? I will say this. Drawing? That's and we'll insert the pictures here, maybe too. Um. Well, as everyone knows, and it's no secret, there's another Millicent bust out there, and there's also another Millicent full-figure bust very similar to this, uh, Jesse's full-figure kit. And Phil Lister just did a paint job on it. And I I thought it was amazing. I, cool. I thought Phil really I'll grab it. A, it I'll grab it. I'll put it up here. And, uh, yeah, that was some really nice. We'll give Phil a plug, too. I know Phil's for hire, but mm -hmm. um, really nice. Uh, paint up of that kit and i know he customized it a little bit but um yeah really nice really nice job so all right also from garage kit us i love this i thought we covered this one already we did but i think it's like i don't think i saw the parts breakdown before oh it's a lot of parts yeah, yeah. so like this is the tin man from the denizens yeah. of zoe that he, I think, will probably. Jesse will have this at Wonderfest. That's what I was wondering. No, I was going to ask you. Joke. He's not going to have it at Wonderfest. He's not going to have it at Wonderfest. Really? No. It's I, still it's, coming? It, okay. It's so coming, what's the news I mean, on this? You got because the Because of track. the part breakdown and, and everything, it's just there. And, and because of everything else he's got going, I don't believe this is going to see Wonderfest. If that changes, we'll, we'll let, let you know. know. Yeah. But. Um, I love this. Door. But I mean, and when you blow up some of them small parts, dude, it's you know, there's crazy. a lot going on here. But it's done. See, if you read the post, you just saw that. I was just grabbing back. pictures today. I'm not reading. I don't read. You should know that by now. <laughs> That's for sure. But anyway, it, yeah, it's done. It's really nice. I just, I can't. I, I'm drooling over this. This fits in like. It doesn't even have to be the tin. Other than the funnel on his head, it could be anything. Like it just, it's oh. I love it. Okay. Uh, Chuck Amoka sent this in, and it's from uh, Monsters in Motion has put it out. I'm just going to read what uh, the little blurb that came with it. I like when Chuck sends us little things that I normally wouldn't see. Uh, one six scale resin model kit called It's Alive, Alive. With those words, Dr. Frankenstein created one of the most renowned monsters in all of cinema. Now you can create your own monster with the highly detailed Frankenstein the Operation Kit. This piece measures 12 inches long, one six scale, and features a detailed design. And sculpted creature likeness by Pat Delaney and Tom Gilliand. Every wood grain and scar is reproduced perfectly. You'll have a blast painting this one. Kit includes table and lab instruments, 
perfect for dioramas, material and resin. The material's resin, duh. <laughs> uh, cool little piece. Like if you... This is actually a reissue of an old kit. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, but it's nice to see it out again. A lot of people have uh, looked for this kit over years. And, and this, again, if you're, if you're doing a doctor in a lab scene, this is great. Throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Put it with the Stan Arts lab equipment. Ooh, ooh. You know. Say that again? Give them another plug? What would go great with that kit? The Stan Arts lab equipment. There we go. And I'll put a link to that up there as well. So that's all we have for news and reviews today. Yeah, I, I, it, so I finally heard from uh, my friend Well. Oh, you did? Okay. And, um, yeah, his uh, battery went out on his phone, so he's just just now back up and running so um but he's got some goodies coming and uh, we'll show those on the next episode for sure excellent 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 Excellent. okay so workbench scott (laughs) do we even tackle this the workbench for me has been um printing that's it i i've been i'm helping mark out with some stuff i know you've been doing a lot for people too um, yeah, I just uh, started printing uh, some fossil hands for Mark for Wonderfest. Um, an- another special thing that we don't know if he's going to do or what he's going to do or if he's going to cast it in resin because it's pretty big. So that's all I can really say. But um, otherwise, I- I've been printing a little printing mishap that I showed you guys the other day. So I got to reprint that thing. But um, and I'm working on something that could be really special but until it happens for sure and the details are wound up are are wrapped up and it's in my hands is this as special drive is this as special as a big galuna yes actually i think it is okay okay where where is the big galuna these days up in the closet long story it's it's not uh... not coming it's just (laughs) It's, I think what's going to have to happen is when I finish this job that I'm still working at and I need income, that's probably going to force me to either learn how to make shell molds and do one and just mold it myself or something. I know how to make shell molds. Do you? Uh-huh. Huh. We'll talk. This ought to be good. Okay. Okay. So I, le- anyway. I learned it in college. Huh. You never told me that. You never asked. A hundred times I've said, I've never made a shell mold and you've never said anything. So, and you probably won't like my you? version anyway. So it's, no, it's probably I'm sure it's, it's, it's a nightmare. <laughs> oh, I, really? I notice um, over your bald head, your Vampirella model. Yeah. And I just want to also give a plug out to Amazing Fantasy Books and Comics in Frankfurt, Illinois. Um, they just posted a picture. They're actually selling that there. So do they. I, do they do mail order? I don't know that they do or not. I mean, for like one model kit, they don't. I know years ago they had. Could you imagine? All right. So we both no. know this comic shop really well. Yeah. Again, Could you imagine Lori handling uh, <laughs> mail orders <laughs> on top of everything else? <laughs> no, I cannot. No, me either. No, I'm just going to go. No, Matt, I can't. I could see. Matt, I But can. anyway. Um, in the Chicago area, it, it's a great yeah. comic shop. They they sell gaming stuff there as well, comics. They have uh, paints. They have brushes. They Funko have Pops. Funko uh, Pops, toys. A lot of model kits, actually. 
Yeah. They do have a lot. They have a lot of gun. They have Gundams, some of the Ultraman stuff, a lot of Godzilla stuff. It is a yeah. great com and it's they have more than one location. Where are the other ones, Scott? So they have a location in Tinley Park, Illinois. They have a location in Lockport and Frankfurt, Illinois. Yeah. So um, if you're in this area, if you're in the Chicago area, A and F. A not A and F. AF. 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 It's amazing fantasy books and comics. I say A and F. But they went to AF because years ago when they were amazing fantasy, people were wondering if it was an adult bookstore. So it's really they went to AF <laughs> books and comics. But um you know, but it, it, and oh, they do cards too, right? Card yep, games. They do tons. They have like open. Yeah, oh. they have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I I've been to the other two stores, and I will say that. Uh, and again, I'll give them a quick plug. Or I'll give her a quick plug. I don't know why, but uh, our friend Lori, because she's a good person, <laughs> who I've why. known for at least thirty years, I think. Okay. Um. She's the manager there, and it's a neat comic shop. You don't walk in there; it don't smell musty and dusty. It's it's well kept, and uh, the personality of a few of the workers is uh, questionable. Uh, but uh, you know, I love uh, Mike and Matt anyway. But um, yeah. I don't think any of them watch this show, so that that's that's all right. We're gonna tell them to now. But yeah, no, we plug the uh, shit out of that comic store. Yes, we do. Damn it! So. But yeah, in Chicago area, like comics, they're good. I I, I have um, one thing to add. I did paint something, touch something up. Uh, The reason I'm going to Adepticon is because the Golden Demon Awards are happening there. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I'll put a link here. Uh, It is the Games Workshop, like Oscars, basically. And they do one in England, they do one here, and they do one in a couple other places. Um, I've never entered. For all the years that I've been doing this, I know I'm, go- I'm not even going to come close to winning anything. I just want my entry form that says, I entered the Golden Demon Awards, and that's what I'm going to be happy with. So yeah, I was touching stage. I'm going to do a Will Smith and slap <laughs> you and see if I can't get banned. Um, I, I just I touched up a Blood Bowl troll that I've been working on for a while that I did a lot of customizing on, and I'm going to be entering that. In the contest, I'll let everybody know. I'm going to take tons of video of Adepticon and pictures and stuff over these three days of a painting class that I'm taking. Blood Bowl Troll. Say that ten times fast. Blood Bowl Troll. Uh, He had a goblin in his hand that he was throwing because in in Blood Bowl, it's football, if you don't know. So you can pick up a character, and if they're strong enough, they can throw that character with the ball, and then they can keep running. So... I took the goblin out of his hand. I carved out this little tiny hand and put a piece of poop in his hand. So it looks like he's throwing a giant piece of poop because that's what a troll would do. And I'm calling it dirty tricks. And that's where I'm going to go with it. So I'll put a picture here. I got to find a picture of it. Though. All right. Take one. There we go. All right. Let's, let's talk about We're moving. Guests. We're moving. So we have emails. Our guest this episode is Joe Hudson. And I'll let Scott introduce this one. Because I, oh, I can't wait. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Joe Hudson was recommended to us by Paul Gill, and I had and, been seeing in it, seeing his work. So I don't know. Yes, and I, I have too. And so Jason reached out to Joe for a change. I didn't have to do it, and um, Joe was gracious enough to come on. Super guy, like we said earlier. 
Yes, he's been painting since August. He's still practicing. As you'll see, painting the, garage kids since August. Painting garage kids since August. Um, but what a great guy! Just what a super nice guy. A lot of good stories on and off the camera. A lot yeah. of great tips. And um, let's let's get on with it. Here's here's Joe Hudson. Enjoy. All right, everybody, we are back, and we have our amazing guest. I'm so excited for this. Uh, Joe Hudson. Joe, welcome to the show, sir. Nice to meet you, Jason and Scott. Thanks uh, for asking me. Nice to meet you, too. We've had a great conversation Fine, right before recording, and I'm like... Yeah, oh, yeah, a real uplifting. <laughs> it was uplifting, <laughs> but it, like the one of the last things he said, which we'll keep well, I really like. So, how are you, sir? How's, how are you? What part of the country are you in? What's going I on? Live, I live in St. Charles, Missouri. I'm originally from South Carolina, though. Okay. Uh, how'd you get started in this wonderful hobby of just painting hobby in general? And then we'll get more into garage kits and that sort of thing. Well, as like most everybody, I started young, you know, building the Aurora, blowing the dark kits. And then after a while, you know, how sports and girls got in the way. So <laughs> it's so fun. Everyone always says sports and girls. <laughs> girls and everything. Most people say girls. <laughs> Well, I, I played I played a lot of sports, and um, so after after what that, did you play? I, what did you play? I played football and baseball. Um, I played middle linebacker, and I was a, a center fielder in baseball and catcher. Scott, did you play football? Not professionally. No, in I, high school. No, of course the No, I was actually. I I know this is going to be hard for our viewers to believe. That's for sure when they see this. But thing. in high school, I was 135 pounds. Okay, I I kid wow. you not. So I would have probably way. gotten killed out there. <laughs> um, I am, however, in the Sandlot Football Hall of Fame. Um, because played plenty of Sundays, just no equipment, tackle. Wonder <laughs> you're still alive. Uh, still have crooked fingers because of it and other miscellaneous injuries, but, uh, people may find this hard to believe. I played football one year, freshman started on the A team. Guess my position. Tight end. No, I was going to say that too. I am a tight end. I know better. (laughs) (laughs) No, I played offensive line. I was left tackle. It's where they put all the fat white kids. That's where we went on the (laughs) offensive line. All the fast guys hit me in the back. But so anyway, back to normality. (laughs) All right. So then then I ended up when Top Gun came out, I I was a police officer at the time when Top Gun came out, there was the models came out and I decided to start building models of the Tomcats and I believe it was testers. So I started building those. And and then, like I had told you earlier, there was a hobby shop in, in Columbia, South Carolina I went to. And they had um, military modeler and the Berlinden books on how to build dioramas. And so that kind of piqued my interest, you know, because I always liked the figures. I wasn't, I built tanks and that kind of stuff, but I always was more drawn to the figures that were in it. So going into hobbies, did you ever do like D and D figures or fantasy stuff no, or just, I didn't, I didn't even know anything about it. I'm when I grew up, I lived in a little country. I mean, I actually, we lived seven miles from the nearest town that had a caution light. So I was way out in the sticks. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, there was, there was no yeah. cable TV. There was, you know, back then, if you wanted to change the channel, my dad would send me up to the big pole outside in the yard to, to turn. I mean, so it was just, 
it was just country living. So you wrote a book and we're going to kind of jump around between a bunch of things here, but I want to start here. You wrote a book called uh, modeling military figures. How did that come to be? How did you get hooked up with fine scale modeler? Just tell us that story. And then we'll kind of, because it's obvious you, from that point, when you found those figures, you got to the point where you could write a book. So kind of fill us in on that gap. And then how did it happen? Well, after I moved down to Florida and I went to work for the Space Center, um, that was kind of like when Verlinden was popular coming over with the 120 millimeter resin figures. Can I pause you for one second? I always do this and I'll... Oh, no, it's fine. I always interrupt. What's the coolest thing you saw at the Space Center? It depends on what you think is cool. You know? I, like, I mean, for you personally, what's the cool? I mean, you were like, holy cow, that's awesome. Um, probably the, the coolest thing to see was, or not actually see, but when it, the space shuttle comes back into, into the atmosphere, uh-huh. there's a sonic boom. But, but then nobody tells you when you're a new guy, there's a second <laughs> sonic boom and it scares the bejesus out of you, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, because I was security, we got to guard the astronauts. Um, we the guard astronauts house, and I was at, I was working in a it was called the Triple C, which was the communication system. Mm-hmm. And Bill Crippen came in one day, and Bill Crippen was the first. His name was Robert Crippen, but he went, goes by Bill was the first shuttle pilot, and he was the director of NASA. And so he came in with all these kernels and all this stuff and here i am just some guy you know that works there yeah and i was, I was like hey mr crippen can i get your autograph and he's like looked at me goes you got something to write on i'm like oh no sir he <laughs> says hey, hold on so he pulls out his business card it says robert crippen nasa director of kennedy space center phone number blah 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 and he signs across the top he says bill crippen he goes here this and 50 cents to get you a cup of coffee you know <laughs> So it was pretty cool. So then after that, all the other big wigs, they were like, hey, Mr. Crippen, can I get you? So he was signing <laughs> off. Do you still have it? Yeah, I still got it. And I have um, every launch that I work, you've got a certain pin. So, I mean, I worked there when we first sent the, the satellite. To, um, uh, it was the satellite for HBO for all England. I was there with the first Navstar satellites, um, the Star Wars satellites, you know. So, I mean, I have a pen, a pen holder that has all the pens that I work, you know, so all of those are pretty cool. And, you know, just to be, when I first started, we were real close to when a, lo- a rocket went up, but the, after the years, they slowly started moving us back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we were right up there. You could feel it, you know, yeah. but it, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. just cool to, 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 you know, you, you're working there. I mean, there was an old man I used to work with. And he used to tell me stories about um, Walter Cronkite being so drunk and passed out that they would have to carry him, you know, back to his place and all. So, I mean, there was a lot of, lot of stuff that, you know, you don't see on TV, you know. That's cool. All right. Yeah. See, that's what I like doing. I like the side stories. So, all right, continue. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm not done now. All now, right. as long as we're here. Okay. <laughs> oh, what, what's your feelings there, Joe, on UFOs? Oh, uh, okay. All right. We got aliens because, you know, Jason and I go back and forth uh, on this, you know. I think there's got to be something. I Put it this way. I don't, from everything that I ever saw, that they didn't fake the moon landing and all that kind of stuff because some of those people are so smart that they're, they're 
dumb if I, if I'm putting it politely. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. What I mean, you mean. When, when I worked security there, for example, these were some of the brightest people. They were in the vertical assembly building. They would go in, but when you came up to the the gate, you had a you had to slide your card in, and then it would open the gate, and you would step on a square box, and it would weigh you. Then you had to lean down. It would take a picture of your retina, and then you just you had to type in your pin number. Then you came out, and then you would meet me or another a guard or whatever. These guys were so smart they'd be locked in the gate or in the box because they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so I mean, I used to when I was little, I used to always say I'd love to fly in a rocket and go up space. When I went to work there, I'd like they would never get me in one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I but being out there. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff go into space. So, you know, I got to believe there's something, you know. So how'd you get hooked up with Fine Scale Modeler in the, in, the, in the book? How did it come about? Well, as I told you earlier, I had gotten a real bad motorcycle accident. And so I I was doing a, a mail order through Berlinden. Well, actually, it was called BLS. And when I got hurt, a gentleman down there asked me if I would build him a diorama. And I was like, sure, but I don't have the money to make the payments because at the time I was out of work for nine months with my injury and he was like I'll pay for it and let's see if they'll let you have your discount so Susan Letterman she was like sure we'll take care of you no problem so I ended up doing that and so I started building a lot of figures and then when I got I couldn't do my job anymore I ended up moving back to South Carolina then I took a job in Illinois and then like I said back and forth so I had been going to a lot of miniature shows, you know, with the historical miniatures. Uh-huh. And I'd, I'd been competing and going to shows for, you know, 25 years. And and that's when I met Francois Berlinden at the hobby shop. And he was looking at my stuff and he wanted to know who stuff it was. And I just happened to be in there. And the guy who runs the hobby shop, Kevin, he said, hey, it's that guy over there. So he came up and said, is that your stuff? I'm like, yes, sir. He goes, I'm looking for an in-house sculptor and painter. You interested? I'm like, sure. <laughs> you know. So I worked for him for a little bit, and then I kind of got burnt out because then it became a job. So I didn't want to I didn't want to build anything. And that and then the the Mobius Batmans came out. Uh-huh. And my my sons were like, Daddy, build build us a, <laughs> a Batman. So just so happened when I started building it. Aaron Skinner from Fine Scale Modeler reached out to me. Says, "Hey Joe, we're thinking about starting a a line or a column, a monthly column in Fine Scale on it's called Figure Form, and we would love to have you do a column every month on how to do figures." And I'm like, "Sure." So every month I was building something and taking pictures and writing articles, and it got pretty popular. And that's when they were like we would really like to see if you'd be interested in doing a book. But in the meantime, they had done a couple of books and asked me to write like a section, like a chapter for their different one was on space, space. And the other one was on the Pacific war. And so then they were like, would you be interested in writing a book? And I'm like, sure. And so I'm thinking in my head, man, I'm going to do all this really cool stuff. But no, they wanted it on world war two, you know, <laughs> And I, I had done some World War II, not a whole lot, but I, I had painted enough to be familiar with it, but it was I was more excited. I thought I was going to be able to do a, you know, like a Highlander or something else, you know. 
Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so it was a book, and um, it was going to be a lot bigger than I in my mind. I I had this big thick book, you know, <laughs> and and they were like, we only can do ninety six pages. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I ended up I sent them. 500 pictures and 27,000 words, but I had like 2,000 pictures I, did, I didn't send them. And just like in that uh, video I told you I'd watched of your earlier ones with David yeah, and Ted, you know, he would like, oh, that's picture. Yeah, I, you know, he was like, that's basically how mine was, you know, going to be. So, so it ended up doing that and it came out um, early. It came out in the month of February. It was not supposed to be released until March. And or already it sold 500 copies. It was number one on um, Amazon new release, which was pretty cool. We're going to put a link to it here down below too. So if anyone's interested in getting the book, <coughs> follow the link. We'll you'll get over there. Um, I want to go back to the column for fine scale modeler though, for a second. So I okay. wrote for AFM. It's probably, I don't know, almost over 15 years now. And that's a handful of articles. Like I'd, they're quarterly. So it was only four, t- four times a year. And I might do, I was only maybe doing one or two issues during that time. It's not four times one. a month? Quarterly just... is four times. We're not having oh, this okay, fight right, right now. Whatever, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> We're not having this fight right now. Um, I could not imagine doing that monthly. How did you, like, how? <laughs> how yeah. did you, like, did they tell you a topic to do, or was it something that you were choosing? That... Well, originally, originally they um said, would you do this? And they would send me stuff. And then it got to the point where it's like, I was, I wanted to paint other stuff. Like I wanted to show a Napoleonic how to paint white mm-hmm. or, you know, I didn't want to just paint um, Germans or Americans or that kind of stuff. I, so I started painting um Like I did the, uh, I did a Hulk. I did, you know, I started trying to bring some fantasy stuff and cause I wanted to start learning how to paint brighter colors instead of just all the drabs. And so, so they started me choose what I wanted. I, that's what I wanted to ask. Was that, was there resistance on the part of fine scale modeler knowing that they they've never really been about fantasy or horror or sci-fi. It was always maybe sci-fi as far as ships, but not figures. Figures was almost always kind of military Were they like, no, we got to like, well, at first, at first they were, and then they kind of let me kind of get, moving what i wanted but then it was like you could see they reeled it back in like whoa you know <laughs> let's because they wanted to kind of keep it more toward i guess where you could buy to me a figure you know or right you know i might be doing a civil war guy or i might be doing a knight or something uh a, i did like a fantasy girl um she was a battle chick you know mm-hmm. and then the next article might have been a tuskegee airman or something like you know so I, I think you sent us those pictures of that Tuskegee guy, yeah. right? Yep. So I'll put that up here. Um but yeah, they, they kind of they kind of and then um and then for they kind of started weeding me off so I could work on my book. And then unfortunately I just talked to them that they basically said the interest is so they don't even really have it anymore. But if I'm if I wanted to send an article, I could send it. You know, it's kinda I think they had a downsize because I wanna say <coughs> that the the car magazine went out so they're trying to combine a bunch of stuff in it so the, there's not a whole lot of bigger so stuff anymore. that is an industry-wide problem i'm guessing since you know afm had to go digital i'm sure all magazines are hurting at this point and, and right. that's kind of tough to hear uh i want to start 
one of the you sent us a bunch of pictures so we're going to kind of throw them up on the screen like when people see this they'll, they'll, right. we won't see it the first one i want to talk about that you sent is that you sent an armature it's like a sculpting job more than a painting job right. uh walk us through this who is this what's this character how'd you start what was it for and then people will be surprised when they see the final picture of how tiny this actually is. okay that's so, that's the, that's yeah. my block runner what did say that one more time he, he's a civil war blockade runner okay so talk about that for a little bit well i was i had during like i told you during the years i'd been painting so many historical i did a lot of box art for stuff but i had a bunch of reference books and there was a painting in there of a blockade runner from the civil war and i just liked his clothing you know it wasn't with a gun it didn't necessarily he's got a gun but it wasn't one that he was shooting or all that kind of stuff but i just like because he had a suit almost like and so i i had been piddling with trying to learn how to sculpt and so i took you know the armature and i had i had a resin um couple of resin blank armature bodies torso and then i took a a stock head and I carved it up and then re-sculpted the beard and, you know, and tried to just make him like he'd be the coolest guy on a deck of a ship, you know. <laughs> looks kinda. awesome. What do you use to sculpt with? What was your, your uh, putty medium? I, I use Abe's epoxy sculpt. So you're an epoxy? Okay. Yeah. I tried the, I tried the um, magic sculpt, mm -hmm. but it's too translucent and I couldn't see it, gotcha. you know. So, I mean, I've done a bunch of other sculpts. Um, I, at one time I was on a kick, I was sculpting all these golfers, famous golfers. And um, so I was mixing putty with like an orange um, sculpey so uh -huh. I could have more time and I could I'd cook it in a crock pot. And then I would, you know, add a little bit of putty on it. And then, you know, I could keep moving that way. But Aves, Aves was my favorite because it's kind of a grayish color and I can at least see, because I'm, I'm more of a carver too, you know, I'll put a little bit of putty on and then I'll carve the little things in sand and then. If so. I'm not mistaken, you can get Aves in colors now too, can't you? Yeah, now okay. you can, yeah. 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 And the problem is, is I've had, I've got so many things I want to sculpt, but I've gotten the bug of painting these larger garage kind of scale <laughs> things. And as you know, I'm getting older, so I've got enough stuff that if I painted something every day, I would never finish. I've got a, I've got a little figure that it's like five years old. Every time I get a little bit extra putty, I sculpt, and he, he's pretty cool. He, he's um, going to be like a guy from the Depression. He's got a little hat kind of kicked on. He's got suspenders with his hands in his pocket, leaning up against a, a building. He's going to have a cigarette just dangling out of his mouth. Do you like painting small things? I, I do, you know, I mean, I, um, because when you paint small, you can do the highlights and you can really exaggerate, you know, to yeah. make you make the eye pop when the larger scale, you kind of, to me that I've found is you have to let the light do a lot. You can still put it, but if you go too much, it doesn't look right. You know? Right. Cause most of our guys watching this will be coming from the opposite side of it. Like I could never paint anything small is what they'll say. Or they'll be like, how could you even paint something like that? And I think you touched on it. It's two completely different processes when when it comes down to it. Because um, this guy, <laughs> this guy you sculpted is the size of a quarter. <laughs> it's right. like for people, I like oh, just the sculpting of that blows me away. To be able to sculpt and, that and, small. And, and to me, he to me he's a big guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having gotten into some of the bigger stuff now, 
and different sort of outside of military stuff. Do you find yourself leaning more towards the non-military or do you always want to go back to military stuff or are you just kind of done with it? No, I still like the smaller stuff and, and I've got a couple of ideas um, for like a little vignette that I'd like to do because I, I do like the tightness of painting. I feel like I've got more control painting when it's tight where, where the largest scale stuff I'm having to learn. I'm trying to teach myself how to use the airbrush. Okay. So everything, everything post, you know, the, the thing we were talking about earlier, you know, my heart, you know, is all airbrushed now and I'm, I'm learning how to use it. I had, I had never used my airbrush for anything until I started painting, you know, in August. That's yeah, the first time I, you know, started using the air. So less in than August. a year ago, you've been, you know, I guess I hate you. Scott. Yeah. Scott, no. how's it feel? Scott, who doesn't paint jack shit ever. So I'm looking right now, you know, and Joe doesn't have the ability that we do. I'm looking at this. Well, he has a, I think he has them all somewhere. But, yeah. Okay. Put together. So I'm looking at this, uh, Michael Keaton. Um, that was all hand brush Batman kit. And what's, what's standing out on this kit to me is the highlights on the black. Cause it's, it's so hard. So if you had a tip, for highlighting black, what would it be? Especially at that scale. Okay. My tip is don't paint it black. Okay. I mean, that's that from the little, from my thing is, and I've tried to bring from my little scale up, it's not painted black. It's actually, well, let me, it's black mixed with blue. I mean, it's black mixed with a little bit of purple okay. to give, to give you my base coat. And then I gradually added a little bit of gray into the to the mixture to mm. give the highlights. And then the the actual um uh his outfit uniform, I that was when I first tried to use the airbrush, but I didn't have I was just using a a standard. It's not one of those that goes down. I didn't I had a Tamiya um portable um air compressor, so I didn't even know anything about adjusting uh <laughs> the air or anything so it was one of those but the shadows and all are, are magenta i use magenta for the shadows and i light it lightened it up because it's a purplish black mix i added a little bit of deck tan which is a vallejo color to give me the gray color and then i just make like i did with tanks up like a cloud pattern and then along the edges is where i just touched it with the brighter gray to make it look like it was torn and then um i can also ask this you know especially the uh the cowl the hat the whatever the mask it's such a beautiful flat finish what do you use for your flats because we've had a lot of conversation here about flats and how do you get things really flat that looks like a nice flat finish so what do you use there nothing <laughs> nothing so that's just a paint that's just a paint. Yeah. I, I used andrea andrea um miniatures black paint set okay and it's a paint set that you can buy that has like you know it will have um from a base all the way up to and i mean inside there if you looked at it most of them are like purple colors but they have a really nice flat black and so when i mixed in the colors with into that flat black it 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 made it really flat Nowadays, 
nowadays the stuff I use, I I use um this Krylon matte finish on everything yeah. new, like the Lone Ranger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm using Krylon matte finish 1311. And that seems to work pretty good. But sometimes if you don't shake it up well enough, it will give a glossy. The other thing, oh, I did forget. The other thing I used for like all my miniatures that when I did spray stuff is matte medium from Vallejo. It's matte medium 529. And you just put a couple of drops with water and you could just spray all over your stuff. And it it is really flat. It mats everything out. This says 520. Hold on. Numbers. I just buy yeah. stuff. Uh, pause for one yeah. second. Scott, you're out of focus. I don't want to be. Well, good. It actually, yeah. Maybe it's like the Vaseline on the lens makes you look younger. All right. I think that's... <laughs> Yo, I hate him. Just saying, so you know, I hate him. <laughs> um, that, that brings up an interesting point. Do you have a go-to paint brand? Are you, or are you a little bit of everything everywhere? Or are you kind of, this is my paint brand. I'm, I'm a Vallejo guy or I'm a. Are something. we recording? Yeah, we don't have to. Be. We can edit it out. Are you sponsored no, by someone that you need to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, Mon, um, Monument Hobbies has sent me all their paints, and I just, I just, um, and I started using them, and I, I really like them. The Pro Acro. Bum, bum, yeah. yeah. Pro Acro. Yep. But, um, but I, I mainly airbrush those, which I find the airbrush really good. You know, I. But I I love these paints. I love yeah. Pro Acro. I I love them. They're very they're they're great. But you go ahead and talk them up too, because I already no have, no, no. I, I mean I want someone I re- else to say it other than me. So go. Oh well, I mean if you see the Spock bus that I did, it was all airbrushed using just their their paints, and I don't know if I sent a picture, but I, it's on my. I got it. I got it. It's got like the numbers, like a three two two. That's how many drops I use for each mixture. Okay. To get it, but. I love I love um AK Interactive's um third their third generation colors. Okay. And I know a lot of my friends um I got friend Mike he he loves the Citadel paints and I've really never really used Citadel paints but in my book I did slowly add Citadel into my flesh mixture. And so I would use That brings us to a good spot too. I'm going to put this Spock up here. So if you're using and I don't want you to give away secrets if you don't, because there's some guys that are very protective. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you stuff. I'll tell anything okay, you want. All right, here we go then. What is your for this Spock? What's your flesh recipe? What What is your go to skin recipe as a base and where you're starting out? Because I really love the subtlety of this, where you have your red tones and where you have your shading and your your five o'clock shadow colors and kind of how do you achieve some of this stuff to kind of help some people out. And then I want to talk about eyes specifically, because there's some listeners, viewers that have that question. So go at it. What, what I've started doing since, since I started trying to paint realistically, before, before, before I tell you, before, um, I was always painting because of, from the, my um, miniature background, I always painted dark to light. You know, it was always I painted dark color and I gradually built it up because I would start with a medium color that your medium shadow that would be my base color then i could go up and down for highlights and shadows well when i uh there's a friend of mine his name is jacob um i'm, I'm a butcher last name raymare r-a but anyway he's like one of the top one six scale painters in the world i mean this guy is phenomenal okay and 
just so happened we met on Facebook and started chit chatting, blah blah blah. And he lives twenty minutes from me. <laughs> so yeah, so that's like Scott. Went, he lives twenty minutes from me too, but I never go see him. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Jacob ha- ha- let me come over, and for two hours he sat, and I took notes, and he painted a a, a head, and it, I'll send it to you so you can see okay. it. It, it. It'll blow you away. And he did this in two hours, and I was just so blown away. But I was taking notes and looking at pictures as much as I could. Well, what he does and what he taught me. I'm still not able to figure out how he did it because I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> but took, but him and I are supposed to get together again, and then now I'll be able to ask him questions. But what I do now, though, is I use the Proacro um, Tan Flesh. That's my base. I spray the whole thing with that tan, tan flesh. And then, then I I started using everything else because you're going layers. You're going light to dark. That's it. That's what all my figures, all the flesh is at. Okay. And then I use, um, let me look right here, because I got everything beside me. Then I use Comart Bright Red. It's an airbrush paint. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. If, can I show you here this way? Oh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it too. So it's Comart. Yep. So what I do then is I take, I take my airbrush. And I, I turned the pressure down. Well, first, I put three to four drops of reducer and then one or two drops of this, and I stir it up. And then I drop my airbrush pressure down to like eight, 10 to eight, and then four to six inches or four to eight inches. And then I just do the little um, freckling uh-huh. all over. For people and, that and- don't know how to freckle, can you explain that real quick? Because people may have never heard that term. Well, there's two ways, and I almost went the other way, but I said I'm going to learn how to do it on the airbrush. <laughs> you can dip your, you can dip a paintbrush into like real thin paint and kind of flick it. Uh, yep. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know the word. Or a toothbrush. Know. Sometimes people use. Yeah, tooth, yeah. toothbrush. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. And it will do little dots, and it will go all over. Mm-hmm. But if you take the airbrush and just push down if you have a dual axe you push down and pull back and i have the the back of uh my sotar i i don't know what this the lock i think it's called a lock and so i pull it back and i push down and pull it back and it kind of splatters so basically the freckling is spattering Mm -hmm. but you gotta you gotta make sure your paint's thin enough so you're not getting these big droplets you know and I have to tell you, I have a problem because I, I can't see really well. So I've got a, an optimizer, so I'm, I'm up closer, but I'm kind of doing this way so I can try to make <laughs> yep. it okay. hit, hit the right spot. But anyway, after you do the fleck, fleck, uh, freckles, I'll turn it up to about 15 or 20, and then just come back real thin and hit the nose, under the eyes, the sides of the nose, in the ears, the chin, the lips, and under the Adam's apple. And, and that's, that's step one. <laughs> and that's a step that I think having judged Wonderfest and, and doing this for a long time, I, I noticed that a lot of people miss that step and they don't add any red to spots on someone's face that have more of that, like the blood, the capillaries. And you see some of the ready or the ruddy, right. the red or the ruddy through there, like, especially on the end of your nose. And like you said, your Adam's apple cheeks, ears, sometimes 
those parts that get flushed. And that's a great way to start with that with those two colors. I think you're saying. And, and see, there, there's a there's advanced ways too. Then you can take your brush and put like blots and then all that kind of stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I haven't I haven't figured that part out yet. I'm still I'm still practicing. But w whenever it, when you finish that, then you seal it with that spray. You know, I'm the, still practicing. The that, that <laughs> I started you're, in you're killing August. Scott. You're killing Scott. He's looking I'm at this spot. And I'm <laughs> looking, looking at this going, Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're killing him. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm still practicing. How's that practice working? <laughs> All um, right, continue. Sorry. I, I want to interject here real quick. The uh, first time I saw that technique actually on a video, I think it's Kat who paints for Sideshow. And she was doing a, I think it was a Harley Quinn. Uh, and I think it's still on YouTube. It's Sideshow. Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched that. I watched it. Okay. And I watched it all the time. Yeah. And they had a good camera angle of her doing that. I'll find that link too and I'll put it. And in it there. was just amazing to uh, to see. It, it, it's an amazing, because you look at it and you go, what are you doing? And then, <laughs> yeah. but when you get done, you don't see it. Okay. But when you see it, you're like, what are you doing? You know, and it's it's scary. So oh, I, I know because I had I was just somebody had just asked me. I get asked a lot, you know, on Messenger, you know, Joe, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, and I tell them that they're like, Well, I'm so nervous. I said, I said, every time I paint a figure, I'm nervous too, because I'm I'm praying that I can get it to, to work because I go into it thinking I know how to do it, but am I gonna be able to do it? Is you know. But anyway, so after I, I do the red. Then I go back in with, I'll take Comart Burnt Umber. Okay. And I do the same thing. That's the freckles and all that stuff. But, you know, this time uh, I'll spray around the um, hairline, you know, and maybe up here in the corners of the nose, you know, along the side part. And then if they have a, a like a laugh, laugh, uh, laugh line, Maybe a real light. Now, this paint is really thin too, you know, so you gotta, you know, you gotta realize this, that maybe one drop to three drops of um, thinner or reducer. And it's, it's set on like 20. So it's, and I've got it turned where it's real low. And so it's almost a mist and you just kind of build it up. And then you just keep doing it. And then um, there's, there's another color. Um, it's, I haven't tried this one yet. Um, a lot. I mean, I've done it a couple of times, but it's Createx. Createx transparent, but it's dark brown. Okay. And oh. that's that's just to try to get a variety of different um, freckling. I saw somebody on um, Facebook uh, yesterday, and his freckles are more of that orangey brown color. Mm -hmm. And I asked, I sent him a message asking him what color he uses, but I haven't heard back from him. You know, he may not. <laughs> He may respond. Do you, he may do not. You, and that's a question. Do you find that people are open? Like when you just reach out to someone like that and people reach out to you, do you find that people are pretty open about sharing techniques or, and coming from the military and the fine scale milder side, are, are people willing to share that stuff usually? Or is it like, I'm not, I'm well, keeping my secrets. Well, the IPMS people won't tell you a thing. <laughs> I mean, they, they won't tell you anything, but the military people, they'll, it depends on who it is. Most of them will tell you, but if you are um, kind of a competitor, because it's not a first, second, third, like in IPMS, you know, you win bronze, silver, and gold. So it doesn't matter. If, but 
if somebody considers you like a a competition, they may not share as much. And then, like I said, I've asked a couple of these one six people, and this was before I even learned how to do this. And there, and one guy lived, he's a big name guy out there. And um, he told me, he goes, if I tell you that you're going to take all my business, I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to paint yet. You know, I'm just asking you how to do it because I only wanted to learn how to do this to do bust for the, the military side. Yeah. You know, a bigger bust because I just wanted to make my bust look bigger. I mean, more realistic. But then I all of a sudden, you know, 3D, and I met this, I met my friend Mike and, you know, all this opened up to me with all the different. Oh, the 3D chances. printing. Yep. <laughs> because I loved, I loved the garage kit stuff, but it's so expensive. I, my, my wife, she, she, she doesn't um, want me to be spending that kind of money on. You, know. well, you don't have to tell her, right? Uh, oh no. <laughs> but, you know, I've covered I, this show. The standard answer is how much does that cost? And the standard answer is a dollar. <laughs> okay. I don't care how big it is, okay? I don't care if it's a puppy, okay? I don't care. How much did that cost? It's a dollar, okay? I'm just I'm throwing it out there. Well, I have to tell you, I, I'm going to Wonderfest um, my first time ever, and she's coming with me. It's her birthday, but I don't know if I want her actually walking with me through the, um, oh, no, the no. vendor area. Tell her the vendor's room is no Get some wise. of those blinders, the horse blinkers okay. blinders for her. Yeah. Yeah, you got to send her shopping something because <laughs> she's going to get sticker shock. No yeah, that's, that's what. But I mean, you bring up an interesting point, and it's 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 a fine line we're walking here on the Garage Kit podcast, uh, right. the 3D printing and how it's taken over because it is cheaper. And it, I mean, nowadays things things are expensive, and every penny counts these days. And if you can print a hundred things for a hundred bucks. You know, like it's better than, and I mean, we love our garage kit, garage kit guys. It's not, uh, I I love, I mean, there's yeah. so much stuff I, I would love, you know, there's so much stuff I want to paint, you know, but financially, you know, I, I just can't afford it right now. But what I, what I like about. Well, if you just want to paint it, Joe, I'll send you a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily there, there's one of. One of the guys, he, him and I were just talking, and I'm going to hopefully get to paint one of his kits. And, you know, I'm really excited about it. That's and, really um, cool. But what's been really, I've been really blessed, too, is I've had several um, designers who like my painting that they've given me access to all their 3D files so that I'm able to, to you know, pick. And then my friend prints them for me, and then I, I paint them, and they use them for their advertisement. You know, I don't ask for anything, but, you know. That's so that, hey, that's cool. Who's your uh, friend that prints you prints for you? In case someone else Mike, wants to, Mike Myers. Okay, and um, he's with um, Rise Three D Printing. Okay, send me that. We'll put all that down below yeah. for people to link over to that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to but- go back to Spock for one second, and it kind of leads into the Batman bus that you have here, the five o'clock shadow kind of thing. That how do you achieve that? What's your favorite way to do that? My favorite way to do it is with um, the airbrush. I use um. Find it here. And it's so subtle. I mean, yeah, I'm looking it's at really, it. I, can, I love that. Batman. It's there, but you can barely yep. see it. The Batman's is, perfect. That is this like perfect. Comart, um, Comart smoke. smoke, transparent smoke. Yep. Okay. Now with Batman, Batman was with pastels. Okay. Because I didn't know anything about the the Comart paints before that. 
he was with um pastels and you know there's there, what i also have too is i went out to walmart and bought it's called i don't know it's actually it's called soft pastels okay they're they're not real expensive and so the pigments are not real strong where like if you bought the um i've got some really high dollar ones that are um they're real strong where mm -hmm. these are real soft and it's easy to um get and i you just scrape them down on a piece of paper and use a brush when you use pastels i'm assuming you seal it what do you use then to seal it the same every, krylon the same krylon yeah, for everything yeah and then for you use on spock you use the smoke through the airbrush right that's what you yeah. okay mm -hmm. and I, then the other thing too is i'll i'll do that for the five o'clock shadows and everywhere but i also do it a little bit like on the eyebrows you know and maybe just a little bit in the corners of the eye just a just a little dot you know it's like a type of let's go to that let's go to eyes let's talk about eyes for a second um because i people forget there is a shadow here there's a shadow even on your eyes sometimes so what any tricks tips for painting eyes for people out there because i know bill wilson who watches all the time he's been trying to get us to do a video which is coming but tips for painting eyes number one thing and it's it's important with the eyes and especially like when i did the historical you got to have a good brush you know i mean um i've got a lot of different brushes and i've i've got all those real expensive um windsor newtons that cost 25 30 a pop you know i've got some from redgrass games that are really good but my go-to brush now are zim zem brushes and I used a 3200 series. Okay. They're fabulous. Um, the guy's name is Steve, who who owns it. I mean, he's he's been able to take care of me and show me, you know, get me some. We've actually even designed a couple of brushes because, because uh, he was started. Um, like for example, are they synthetic? You know, are they sable? What kind of brushes are they? They're all sables. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like this is a a nice brush, but it's way here. But the problem is, is when I paint, I have to paint like a pencil, you know, so I'm down here at the end. So, you know, he's fixed it, made fatter um, handles and all that stuff. But anyway, the 3200 series, it holds the point really good. And um, so when I start painting the eyes, this is what I learned from Jacob is, you know, we've got all these expensive paints and stuff, but it's this 99 cent bottle of linen okay from folk art yeah so take that with Createx medium gray transparent medium gray with with a little bit of the ultramarine comart blue and that's and mix it together so you got a gray and that's that's the whites of the eyes so and then the the important thing for people to hear is it's not white. Don't white, yeah. Don't use white. Gotcha. And then before all that, though, you're going to have the pinkish red color, which is if you take um uh the Comart red and mix it with a little bit of um the tan flesh or or something just uh -huh. to give you a a pink color. It's not a bright red, just a pinkish color. And you lay that down along in the eyes, 
and then you go back in and paint this white mixture and above it above the eye it, i use the, the dark brown transparent dark brown that's above the um the eyelid not the eye, up here but you know where the eyelashes are right so you know you've got that and then you've got the red so then you've got the white in the middle i noticed on your oh, please if i get this wrong scott's gonna scott's gonna never let me live this down ready on the lone ranger am i right lone continue ranger. okay good <laughs> I, I, you know i don't know he always makes fun of me so the one thing i noticed on here on the bus specifically and even on the figure i'm gonna zoom in so i can see you did something that i think a lot of people miss and that's eyelashes on the bottom right can you talk about that a little bit um that's where you get a, a really fine pointed brush you know, a good one for that too is the Tamiya Pro Pro Series. They have the the real fine. Um, it's the eighty seven one seventy three, eighty seven one seventy three. You can tell he knows what he's talking about because he has all these numbers memorized for the brushes and for the paints. Where I'm just like, yeah, it's this brush <laughs> <laughs> and it's this paint. <laughs> it's like, I love it. But go ahead, keep going. Sorry. But, but then, then I well, then I just. Thin this down, this transparent brown, dark brown, with some reducer. Thin it really so it's real flow fluid, uh -huh. and, and then just it's just a little check marks to paint on the um. Oh, for our viewers, you know, and you've mentioned it a few times. Um, reducer. Oh, what so does reducer do, and um, what brand do you use? I uh, use. Okay. From Createx. From so from Createx Reducer. All right. Yeah. All right. It's explain to the viewers what reducer does. Yeah, what does it do? So the the technical stuff, I don't I don't know exactly, but I think what it does, it just breaks the um the pigments. I mean not the pigment, but the paint down, but it doesn't mess the pigments up. So you okay. still got the pig or thinner is just gonna um thin everything out else out. This mm -hmm. kind of just helps to keep it um together, but thinner if that makes any sense is my my experience i haven't used Createx in a long time and i think part of the reason i does maybe they've changed it does it reactivate when it gets wet or is it does it dry permanent uh, or do you have to seal it that's what i can't i'm trying to remember i thought it, it reactivated it might reactivate and the reason i say it might is because when i have the whale that i'm using to thin it uh-huh sometimes after I've got some old one in it and I happen to put some water or thinner or reducer on it, it does kind of move a little bit. Okay. But, but when I finish any step on the figure, though, I always spray it. So, okay. so it doesn't, I never think about it that way. Got any other good questions? Because that was a great one for one. No, I, I just, it, it's, you know, I, I mean, I've heard of, I, I've never heard reducer, I've heard extender. I've heard, um, I want to say there was another one too. There's thinner, term. extender, retarder. Retarder, yeah. Retarder, retarder and extender are kind of similar. Retarder, so, it, it like, extends the drying time. And extend, right. extend. So, um, yeah. And so when I heard reducer, I wanted to know what reducer. Yeah, I uh, think it's, I, I mean, think it's, um, does it make it almost transparent too, or does it lighten it at all? Or, no, it, it, it just, um, I mean, because 
what I'll do too, sometimes I'll either use the reducer and airbrush, or if mm -hmm. I, I'll use the thinner and airbrush because it it it'll it'll um it'll airbrush you know however thin you have it. So it almost feels um like a lubricant if that makes any sense. It's it um almost like a so, flow improver. This is getting so technical. Yeah, almost like, like a flow a, improver. Uh, and kind a of a care, okay. you know. We, so we have to talk about this because we have a contest going on using this piece. And that's the Mark Worthling head. Right. What are you doing with it? Are you just going to put it on the Godzilla that it came with? Or are you doing something fun with it? I sent Can it you back say? to Mark. I sent you it said? back to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> this, ah. was before, this was before y'all mentioned the contest. Uh, yeah. Hey, we got some we'll more. Send I'll send you another one. one if you I'll want. send you one. I'll send um, you one. I, I, you know what? Now that I see it painted, that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, it... <laughs> so that's the most realistic. How does Shanna even like, oh man, sleep in so the sink? You know, really. It's, uh, did he have, when you guys first met, did he have more hair than this? Or was it this pretty much how it's been that's since? Pretty much it. That's all I've ever known him as. So you missed it, Jason. I'll tell the story quick with right. Joey. I think. I think it was the first time we were going to have him on, but he wanted to do a test, right? So he'd been working out in the garage, all right? And like, wait, mess. like doing push ups working out? No, or he'd working been, out uh, in the garage. No, just working out. Okay. Because I, I don't think he's doing push ups. and stuff. Yeah. And his hair was such a mess. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. And I said, please tell me you're not going to come on later like that. Okay. <laughs> so. I got to see him like that. And then there was the night we were on Discord. And Javi Mike and I were on late. And he had signed off hours ago. But I guess if you don't leave the Discord chat, um, you stay signed in. So when his phone charged enough, all of a sudden he's back on and he hears us. And we wake Shanna up. And all of a sudden, Javi, Mike, and I see him walking into the bathroom, hair all messed up, <laughs> nose strip on, his like his eye shade thing up on his head, and we're like trying to talk to him. Wait, like, wait, Mark wears an eye shade? Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no. Okay, so <laughs> and and all you can see is I'm like trying to turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Turn it, off. <laughs> it was great. Mike and I were dying. Oh, so that's uh, awesome. Oh. Yeah, that that's that's the stuff nightmares are made out of there yeah. joe um may oh you know what ooh. maybe that's what someone should do with the head is put the eye the eye mask on the nose strip messed up <laughs> hair <laughs> oh make it sleeping mark that'd be great oh my god all oh, right sorry totally sidetracked sorry but um, I, yeah <laughs> that's the ugliest thing i've ever seen oh that's all so right. well done anyway. and same thing with with the um 11 same paints, same everything. Like, yeah, cool. Like, they... okay. So I gotta say, and, and again, this is just me, Mister Practicing. Okay, the dry brush work. I'm assuming it's dry brush or washing. Then washing the work on the hair is amazing. It looks like real hair. Oh, yeah. thank you. I really doesn't it, Jason? Yeah, it's good. So. And what was that then? Was that just washes or what? That just washes. And actually, I used them, um, like, I started with the transparent brown and just gradually brought so it I'm gonna, up. So I'm going to go similar to Scott's question from before. 
another color that's hard to shade and make look right is white. What do you like to shade white with? Well, uh, just like I said, I never paint white. Okay. <laughs> so I start with like deck tan or, or um, like a, a grayish color. So that, because like I said, this garage stuff is all new to me. So I'm trying to just make what I did before to, so I would, I paint it more of a, a, a deck tan or a stone gray. Mm-hmm. And then I, gra- I gradually add in some off white and then, then I'll, it'll be pure off white for my highlights. Or sometimes if you want, I would paint, if I've got a warm base color, I'll put a, a cooler highlight, which would be ivory, you know, or, or ivory might be the warmer one. I, I can't remember, yeah. but it's opposite of, so, you know, if I have a, a, a darker, then I just use the ivory or off white. And it's so funny. Because I think you and I are going in opposite directions. I've spent the last, I don't know how long, trying to make things look as real as possible. And now I'm going back to, if I look at this Thor that you sent us in the, the guy with the beard, I don't, is it a wizard or a, what is that? It's got the, or, the purple cape. Oh, okay. Red yeah, beard. He, he was, he, um, big orange beard with purple yeah. and all. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, it was from a company called Robot Miniatures. And he's supposed, supposedly like a, um, I guess back when the hobbits and that kind of stuff. So he was, but the beard actually started off like a, a burnt umber. And this is what yeah. I was going to say. Like, I'm trying to do more of this where it is more painterly and more stylized in a way to get, cause I, that beard, I love his beard. What you did with this, like just, it just popped. And then Thor's arm where he's got the hammer up like this. And how you have the the shading on his inner tricep into his armpit and on his bicep is just sblime. And the way that that blue from his leg fades into black. Going into his I boot, really like that. Like, I know that's the kind of stuff. Like, I don't want it to look real anymore. I'm trying to go more towards this where you're going back. To, like, I love the, and like, the shading. You can do both. It's just the beautiful. shading in the cape, too. Yeah, the, it's the, gorgeous. I mean, the Thor is beautiful. Well, thank you. Beautiful. Well, like, like, um. Thor, he's a 70 millimeter, so he's probably yeah. three or four inches. But if you look at the shadows of Thor's legs, that was my base coat. Yeah, because I base everything in black. I usually go, like you said, from, yeah. That I, that's that's actually, that's, that's a dark blue. Dark blue, okay. There, there's no black. And then I gradually added more blue. And well, when, was, you, when you prime your miniatures, what color do you usually prime? You know, do you this do this one. This is one that I I used to. I was at one point. I used to have to do everything with Vallejo. Uh-huh. To, but Vallejo rubbed off on me every time I tried to use it. It does. So, it to- I maybe I'll edit this out. It totally does rub off. I noticed that. It totally yeah. does. Their primer does. The the best primer ever to use for anything. You have to use an airbrush. But the best primer for anything is Tamiya Sky Gray XF19. It's just regular Sky Gray paint. Okay. And I use that for everything. For everything? Okay. Plastic, resin, 3D. I just spray it. And it, it bites into the stuff, and it will never rub off. And Dude, we got, I, like, I, this is the most hobby-tip-filled hobby episode I think we've ever done. 
Well, and, I, and I'm looking at this um, Queen Elizabeth. Dude, uh, I was going to go there. Go ahead. And, and the feather looks like a real feather. I'm looking at it going, that looks like a real feather. Okay. It's like, and it almost looks like a photograph of her, especially from the neck up. Um, yeah. Practice more, Joe. Yeah. That sucks, Joe. Practice more. Yeah. That's the, that was an old one. That was done all with a brush. Just the other and, one. So uh, the Tuskegee great. Airmen. Let's talk about uh, darker skin tones for a second. When you when you're doing, let's say, African American or African English, wherever they're from, but the right. Tuskegee Airmen. What's your but like the difference between painting someone with darker skin than lighter skin? Is there a base color you use for there that you've tried yet on a larger scale? Have you tried like have you tried to do anything yeah. that's not a miniature? Well. I haven't done a, a garage size. I don't. I don't know what the genre for this because I'm always just saying the garage size, you know. Yeah. But I have. I've done one head. I did a Muhammad Ali. It was about the big, and it was more of um, it was just winging it. So I I had it kind of um, kind of like a a yellow ochreish color. Uh huh. And then I started just. This is an old color. They don't. They don't make it anymore, but it's it's Aztec, um, opaque brown. Where this color, I mean the um, the Comart burnt umber is pretty close to that. Okay. Color. So what I did with it is I just kind of just misted it, you know, on the bigger thing, and then went starting back with that with, gray primer, that same gray. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gray is everything, and then I paint everywhere else. But now, like the Tuskegee Airman, he was used. I used um, uh, want to say it was might have been. If you bust out a number, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> I, 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 in my head, I can. It's it in my book. I did paint. Um. Okay. It, cool. It, it, we'll it leave shows. it there. People buy the book. Yeah. To find out. I, I'm looking at the guy. With the rifle. I know I was just gonna say that one too. And and well you're too slow. Um and again I'm like I just love that piece. Like that is such a cool like this is why this is the difference between I think sometimes garage kits and minute and more miniature stuff. You don't see things like this in garage kit world where the emotion is there more than anything else. You get the figure them like you don't get the simple, just I'm firing those, like I have to fire this or I'm going to die kind of look. And it's, you don't get a lot of that, that you get in some of the military stuff. I wish everything got mixed up a little more, but right. man, that is cool. Well, I'm, I'm trying now, like we were talking 3d because the Lone Ranger, I had it 3d design, you know? And so I'm starting to do a bunch of my childhood heroes and stuff that I like. And I'll I'll give y'all a, a heads up. Do you remember the Planet of the Apes uh, models from Adar? Adar? Yes. You know the Cornelius. How it's really cool the box art, and then when you opened it up, you saw what <laughs> what it was. That was a lot of the Aurora stuff too back then. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, to this day, I've always been so upset, you know, because I wanted that <laughs> box. Well, it's coming in three D. Okay. So my next question then is, is this just for you? No, sir. Or are you going to put it out there? Okay. (laughs) But it's like, I get it done 
my friend Mike, he takes care of that and sells limited editions of them. So Okay. Is the so. I think I saw someone ask, is the Lone Ranger available or is that a one off kind of thing too? No, there's there's a few of those left. I think there was on the big on the big guy, I think there's three left of him. Okay. And then like maybe ten and a hundred and twenty millimeter. Okay. And then and then there's a few bust. Uh, there's a there's um a three hundred millimeter. I didn't get a chance to paint it yet because he didn't have it done. Okay. So I did a smaller version. I did the four inch one. Oh, um, there's so much I want to ask. Who, who's the guy with the um red cape, the black outfit? That's uh, Doc Saturn. Okay. Um, a guy named Don Bomb Bon. I, I know the name Don. I know Don's name. Yeah, I know Don. Yeah, he's he's the creator of that. Okay. And, and I did that for him. That's beautiful too. It, uh, it, it... That was that was the last one I did before I had my heart attack. <laughs> Man, that could have been a collector's item. No, I don't think uh, we didn't even talk about that on the show. You like we were talking before. You want to tell everybody just real, you had a heart attack recently? Hey. Like, yeah. We're, uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. I took a massive heart attack in August. 100% blockage of the Widowmaker with an aneurysm. I tried to make sure I did it right. You know. <laughs> and you've been practicing here ever since. Yeah. yeah. And ever since, I've, I've, yesterday, was I've, I've lost 20 pounds. I've sworn off red meat and pork and processed food and going to the gym every day, 45 minutes. Trying to be around for a little longer so I can paint more. So, wow. I, I got another feel horrible about myself. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah. Go eat another Chick-fil-A. I, I, I did. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a chicken sandwich like I should talk. today. Yeah. Like I Mr. should talk. Salt I use so much salt. Yeah. I use so much salt, Joe. It's, it's amazing. Um, I, Hold on. And I know you Joe, do hold on. Food. Scott, wait. Time out. Joe, when you're at Wonderfest this year, make it a point to go to dinner with Scott or go eat with him. And watch him how he eats a cheese uh, eats a burger, not a cheeseburger. It's a burger. I don't eat cheeseburger. Cheese is bad for you. So um, <laughs> I, I'm looking at the Darth Maul, and um, I don't know what scale that was, but he's he's like four inches tall. Okay, so <laughs> you know, and stuff like this, obviously, you probably don't have to. But when the case does, the case arrive for you, where you have to mask something. Um, you know, where you that, paint some, or do you just paint, you know, I, I just paint, but I did, I did have to mask, um, trying to remember what I've done recently. Oh, I, I had a, a mask. Um, I don't think I sent you a, did I send a picture of a, uh, gosh, um, halo. I didn't, I could, I don't no. remember. No. Oh, cool. Okay. So, but I masked everything and painted the green and then i masked everything to paint black everything to paint the gray and then mm. painted what did know. you use to mask off with what do you well that was that, i've got pictures <laughs> on my on my facebook page you have to take a look at it okay it's so, it's so funny um there's a stuff called um i think i have it right here here it is it's um camouflage plastic putty or or plastic putty, you know, it's like it's almost like um the silly putty. Uh-huh. And um so I I mask it all all off and all, but it has a tendency to um am I am I messed up again? Oh no, you're good. It has a tendency to like melt. <laughs> it looks so 
after a day so it was just like melted all the way down it didn't mess anything up but it's yeah. just like just, it's just down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and, and i did mask off the um the face when i did uh batman and i did the um uh, daredevil their wow. daredevil i am i gave to um paul paul gill and we want to thank paul gill because paul put us in touch together to yeah, get this together so i and i'm so happy he did um i yeah, we're almost out of time work. i i, I just i have a request though so this is going to be your first time at wonderfest i want to have you back later in the summer maybe Okay. I want you to, and I, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, once you've practiced enough. Yeah. Okay. No, I want you to go to Wonderfest, and I want you to seriously look at the contest, okay? And just kind of pick out maybe one or two things that the, the most common mistake you might have seen, or and not pick out an individual model and, and like pick on that person, but just right, like right, right. two or three ideas that people might be able to do to improve their work. And we'll just kind of have like a conversation about because we've talked about it a little bit before about the contest and like things we had George Salidas on who runs the contest um, of, of things that people can do to make their work better for the, sh the contest. But for someone who's, you know, worked for my fine scale modeler, does amazing work here. I'd love to have that kind of conversation of just like the top three things that people might be able to do better when you look at their work in the contest. So if, if you're willing to do that, I think that would be a pretty cool episode. I'll, I'll be glad. I mean, I'm I'm kind of nervous because I've never been, and I don't know how my style will transfer well, over. It, to... You never know. Like it's again, it's weird yeah. how it works for some people. Well, and they have a miniature category, and they have regular categories, yeah. so it's. Um, I think from what I'm seeing here, I think your practice work will fit right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the only thing really that's terrible, and it's not the paint, is that worsening head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look away. It's horrifying. <laughs> so last, real quick, last plugs you got to get in. Just anybody, the, the book, best place to find it. Shoot away. Um, well, my local hobby shop sells the book. I mean, you can, it's, I feel kind of honored because I'm, I'm, I made it because Walmart sells it. <laughs> you know, that awesome. Um, book, that's like the first, yeah. and I'm going to interrupt for one. That's like the first time I went into Barnes and Noble and saw AFM with my, with my, I did the cover of the one. And I was like, what the fuck? It was the weirdest feeling. But talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, because, you know, you write it, and you're kind of like, man, I wonder if it's, so you Google yourself, you know, he's like, <laughs> this place, this place, this place. But I was going to say, my local hobby shop sells it, and what I've been doing for them is anybody who orders from them, I'll sign them, and I'll personalize it to whatever if you want. Very cool. You What's know, the hobby shop? And we'll put that information down below um, too. I'll send you the link, but it's Mark Twain Hobby Shop in um, okay. St. Charles, Missouri. Excellent. We'll put that link up instead of Amazon because I'd much rather have them get it than. Yeah, than I mean, Amazon. I don't get anything for it, but I mean, like, yeah. I've, what's been anytime really we can cool help it. out a hobby store, we're doing that. So, yeah, they've sold 80. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, you know, because <laughs> my thing is, I don't care who buys it or who sells it, just as long as they, somebody buys it, you know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. And your friend's 3D printing business? It's Rise 3D Printing. Okay. And Mike. And then um, I've got some other buddies. You know, Kenny Conklin, he has a, a YouTube video. And then um, Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy. Augie. They're all, they're all in the science fiction. And then Mark Mark Fraley, he um, made that. Did I send you the poster-like picture of, like, the Lone Ranger? 
No, I don't think so. I'll, I'll have to send you one. He, okay. he made some really poster inserts, which are really cool. Okay, cool. Omar. Omar's, um, he's a big Superman guy, and he's um, a big influence as well, as long as Omar, Mike, Kenny, Mark, and Augie. Those are, those are my, 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 our crew on the <laughs> message. Do a shout out. It's like Arsenio. Well, who was the, they used to do a shout out? Was that Arsenio Hall? Arsenio like, Hall, yeah, I think. Yeah, all right. Awesome. Joe, but, it's been so great having you on. I, this has been a great I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of good stuff out of this episode. And I want to thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Oh, no. Well, Joe, I, get I, on YouTube. Do some how-tos, man. Get yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. Film yourself. Well, I was, I was going to make some videos, but I don't have any idea on how to edit it or, you know. Oh, neither does Jason. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to spend your life editing. That's what ends up happening. But no, I did, like I did tell you, I will send you that PDF. You For, know? Oh, yeah. Tell everybody real quick what, what you're going to send me. I did a Captain Kirk bust, and for my friends online and Messenger, I did a step-by-step on painting the the freckling, everything, and my friend Mark, he made a PDF of it, and it has every picture, and then I, you know, it'll have a caption with the paint and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like my book that I, I wrote. Pretty much every picture in the book has a caption and a paintbrush showing you know, there's a lot of books that you'll get, and you're like, I did this, this, and this, and then you've got a, the finished picture, you know. Yeah. Nope. But in mine, I wanted it for people like when I first started, I wanted to see where you put the paintbrush. I wanted to see how you blend it. So every picture has either a pointer or, or the actual brush being okay. used. Yeah. If you share that with us, we can probably share it on yeah, our that's drive, gonna, too, Yeah, right? we'll put and, it up on the uh, drive. There'll be a link down below for that then PDF, and people can that's do pretty it. cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. That's oh, and how, and, you know what? How... Amazing, we bring up Captain Kirk today, uh, William Shatner's 92nd birthday today. Oh, that's awesome. No, and, uh, and Joe, I look forward to meeting you at Wonderfest. Yeah, yes, um, me too. It's uh, you won't find me at the table because Jason won't let me behind the table. Um, <laughs> but we'll be there, and uh, Jason will be bitching that I'm not behind the table, but when I'm there, he won't leave, and so I just leave, but I'm all over the place. So. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm, look- I'm all over the place spreading hobby goodness. That's, that's great. You're spreading I, I, something, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Joe. Hang on. Thanks for joining us. Don't hang up yet. Say goodbye. Okay. We'll be right back. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Scott. Wow. That was great. That was really great. cool stuff. Uh, we're going to have him back for sure as he continues down this garage kit journey and some 3D printing stuff and uh, I think he'll be a great recurring guest to talk shop because he re- he knows his stuff. Anybody that can call out numbers on paint bottles and know and like that's how he remembers it, and not hey that dark brown color. Well, he's just practicing, you, <laughs> you know, know he's just, just practicing. practicing. I just want to. So thank you, everyone. Suicide. I almost opened up this 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 brand new Z series Exacto <laughs> knife and cut my wrist while he was talking. Just make sure you go vertical, not horizontal. Yeah, I know. Okay, uh, I everyone, please hit up. The link down below to buy his book if you're interested. Uh, support a hobby shop. If you need to get it on Amazon, fine. But you can get it from a hobby store, which is what we want to see. So, and like you said, he'll autograph it, sign it, and uh, good stuff. So happy he came on. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. 
Scott, do we have a correction this episode? No, we did everything right. I, I know we did. Sure, I made somebody mad, but no, I'm not I... correcting shit. <laughs> like, we're not doing it. Uh, well, we had a voicemail. Yeah, we did have a voicemail. And then there was a, I had to let CG know that it, it, there was a copyright issue, perhaps, because of the samples, the uh, movie well, that was playing. the audio wasn't good, and I'm not quite sure what he was trying to say there. Um, <laughs> but something about being nice, and yeah, good luck with that. Uh, we're not going to be nice. So, well, it's... Scott's not going to be nice. And again, yeah, explain. Nice. I'm always nice. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm the angel. Scott, yeah. if Scott, I'll, I'll speak. Can I speak for you? Please. If Scott's not busting your balls and this goes to anybody, it means he doesn't like you. <laughs> if he's messing with you, he likes you. So when I, when he calls me a moron seven times an episode, that means he loves me. That's what he's actually saying is I love you, Jason. Every yeah, time he it, says, that if I don't do it seven times, I haven't met my quota. <laughs> And we'll have to fill them in. So, uh, the voicemail number, we haven't even left, we haven't pushed any buttons this episode. Uh oh. Voicemail, if you do want to leave a voicemail, is 708 816 4299. We haven't been getting a lot of those, but that's okay. 708 816 4299. And if you want to email the show, it is Model Club TV at gmail.com and please send those emails along and we have our first two emails that go along with the new segment mini segment inside emails called grail mails you don't look excited scott i'm interested okay here we go just so everyone knows i don't get to see any of this till right now okay because mr control issues keeps it all for me so because I like Stay your, down. I like your spontaneous reaction. Yeah, everybody loves my spontaneous reactions. Apparently, not everybody. Most people. Most people. Smart people. First email in the Grail Mail section is from Mike. Oh, I'm gonna slaughter this last name. Let's take a guess. Z e z e c h. Zizich, Zezich. Oh boy. All right. Mike, maybe it's something you should have looked into before you went on the no, air. No, because this makes this is comedy. Sounds like you're stuttering. You know, Mike says, "Great shows. I really enjoy the content." I man, I have not been wearing my readers, and it's starting to get catch up. Mike, great. Mike says, "Great shows. I really enjoy the content. I appreciate what you guys have been doing to keep this hobby accessible and alive." Someone cares. Hopefully we're gaining, uh, hopefully we ga- keep gaining new hobbyists. I am look for- looking forward to my second Wonderfest, the first one in 1997. Holy crap. It hasn't been back since 97. That's a long, wow. that's, a lot's changed. Yeah. A lot has changed. You're going to be surprised. The hotel's very different. I'm sure it's way. Here's the next sentence. <laughs> I'm sure it will be way different. I will stop by and say, hello. Make sure you do. Uh, I am looking for a kit from Kit Kong's model mansion. The Bride Reengaged, sculpted by Sean Buford. I don't care about the box condition or whether the kit was started, but as long as it's complete and delicate parts unbroken, I am not that good at party work, I will consider it. I also have some kits I can let go because I am not good enough to do them justice, 
And I hate to think of my wife giving them away when I die. <laughs> wow. And then he writes, LOL. I didn't even see that. Um, Monsters in Motion, Babylon Beauty, Monique Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel. Still in Shrink Rack, Rap, Shrink Rack, Shrink Rap. Uh, Lisa the Rock and Roll Vampire by Jim Fox, single figure, not Fatal Kiss. In original plain box packaging and was so common in 97. And newer kits from Mobius, The Mummy, Elvira, Deluxe Dracula. I also have the Resin Conan the Barbarian kit from Mobius, not Death of uh, Bellet, I believe. I don't know. Uh, this Very kit lit. is... I said it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> this kit is not sealed, has not, but has not been started. There's also uh, Nestor the Wonder Fester from 97. If anyone's looking for a Nestor... In a poly bag and card header signed by Chris Wayless, about three inches tall, one piece casting. I have other kits, but they are not necessarily grail kits by any means, but I wanted to see how this would work out. Whether a web page listed somewhere or just word of mouth, I appreciate the service. Thanks again for all you do, and I look forward to speaking to you in June. Mike Zippy3916 on YouTube. So if you're interested in any of those kits or can help him out on the bride reengaged. Leave a comment down in the video below, and uh, hopefully we can work something out for somebody. Doing the old Letterman thing. I'm trying to do we a need Letterman. glass effect. We need a glass effect. I'll... Yeah, or something falling down, or just. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna edit it in. We're gonna we're gonna do that now. That's a new thing. We're copying other people's comedy because yeah, going. why not? We have a second Grail Mail kit email. This is from. Oh, God damn it. B-E-A-I is the last name. How do you, uh, what's that? B-I? 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 From Steven. <laughs> Hello, reaching out to fellow garage kit builders. After 30 years of building, I'm offering a large stock of unbuilt kits in my inventory for sale, including new box, new inbox kits from Screamin', Billiken, Janus, and among many others. Also available are vintage collectibles, copies of famous monsters of Filmland, Fangoria, and dozens of uh, other monster magazines, comics, action figures, original movie posters, etc. And I have some pictures that I'm going to put up here while I'm reading that he sent in. Um, he leaves his phone number. <laughs> and I hesitated to put this on the show until I read a reply where he said, go ahead and leave it. So. I, uh, there's a Pierce Karloff here. If someone's looking for a Pierce Karloff, a Billiken Frankenstein kid, a Screamin' Freddy Krueger, he's got a bunch of other stuff. So if you're looking for any older kits or, you know, and you, no, you're having trouble, awesome. you, you never know. He might have it in his collection. So yeah, if you're looking for something there with, uh, David's Fisher's yeah. Gothic base and, so I'm going to leave, he, there's another email with some more pictures responded below, but I am going to put his phone number here. Can we please, on the uh, model club honor system, let's not prank serious call. inquiries only. Serious, oh, yes, good. Please do not prank him. Uh, so this is Steven. He's in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that just in case. So this is Steven, uh, 719-557-1060. If you're looking for any of the older kits that he has, or you know, you're you're taking a shot that he might have it, 719-557-1060. Reach out. 
reach out to Steven. You never know what you might get. He looks like a nice guy in this picture. So, ready? Oh, that was terrible. Wait. Would have been cool if it came back and poked I do this at work. Like, they always get mad at me. They're like, because I throw paper at them. Like, How much longer is this going to go on? Okay, from Chuck Homoka. Hey guys, been enjoying the great shows you have been doing. <laughs> He's not watching this, that's for sure. Uh, I wanted to let everyone know that there is a modeling publication that really has its finger on what's happening in the hobby. The name is Phoenix Scale Modeling International. Remember to put the Phoenix in your search or you will not find it. It is a British modeling magazine and what makes it so special is that their figure section, they are in their figure section, they are high lighting 3D full figure buildups. Not only that, but the authors talk about where the design comes from, what 3D printer they are using, and what resin they use. To me, this is a major change in how the figure kit community is being viewed. The only other place that talks about this change is Model Club TV. They this will get the news out there to those who are not really aware of the changes that are happening in our hobby. So for sure, check this out. Uh, Phoenix Scale Modeling Magazine. I'll find a link and I'll put it down below. Uh, thanks, Chuck, again for sending it. And I do want to send out condolences to Chuck. I think he lost his cat this week. So sorry, man. It's that we know Scott knows how tough that is. And yep. I lost a hedgehog recently, so I don't. Yep. Jason came over and kicked my puppy. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> no, I didn't. Did I kick it? No, she's cute as hell, though, isn't he? She, isn't she licked she? me. She did. Next Button time I'm bringing peanut butter, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, just keep your pants on. Uh, this email is from Peter Fortunato. Hey, gents. ResinCrypt, and this, you got to help me out, and I think we talked about this before. Hey, gents. ResinCrypt produced many outstanding model pieces. With the loss of Vince, the company, as well as production, has since been a hiatus. Have you guys heard of any rumblings as to possible future startup? I vaguely remember Nick D'Angelo becoming involved, but that was years ago. Any news would be welcome, as was Janice. Resin Crypt was a fine kit producer. Please keep up the fine shows on the tube of you. Would like to see one of Terry and Dave again. Peter Ronald Fortunato. Peter, any news on Resin M-O-N-Z, Jeremy Mons. Uh, you need to check Jason and I on Facebook. Uh, I know I'm friends with him, Jeremy Mons. I think he has all Vince uh, Resin Crypt stuff. He'd be the one to ask. So, Because right. you know what? I, had, we, I talked about it before for the uh, Black Sunday. And then mm -hmm. I saw the uh, Witchfinder General someone had painted recently. Yeah. And I was like, man, I want that too. Yeah. Like, I'd love another. Like, So, yeah. cool. Jeremy Mons, M-O-N-Z. Jeremy Mons. And yeah. then the last thing there about Terry and Dave. I have reached out to Terry <laughs> the last four episodes, five episodes. He's got a lot going on with getting the class ready. We're going to try and have him on again. I'm going to ask every episode to try and get him to come back on. Uh, Dave probably is. I know he's working on some other stuff. But Terry for sure is the next guest in the lineup. He just keeps passing. Terry's got other stuff going on. One step away from the home, just so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> so it, that's yeah. kind of true. He thought he was invincible like the rest of us. And, and it, yep, not. age caught up with him. So that's the show, everybody. Going into the home. 
we don't have a big users gallery user gallery this episode so i think we had a, a lot last time this time only a couple emails came in so it'll be shorter we'll see you at episode 68 have a great time everybody wherever you're at wherever you're doing we love everybody and 